Howdy folks, Double J here. That's right, that's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. And you know me, me, that D to the O to the double G, the road dog Jesse James together once again with that double J. J Jeff, what are we going to be doing? Oh, folks, the Oh You Didn't Know podcast and the My World podcast are getting together again. That's right, the band is back together and we're going on tour. The Ain't We Great Tour 2022. Oh, Vegas, the Nerd Bar, Sunday, May 29th. VIP doors at 11. Show starts at 2. We're going to have a swag bag. You know what a swag bag is? I don't even know, but I'm you know what You had me at hello. <laughs> Folks, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to tell stories, candidly, that we'll never, ever tell on the podcast. Come on out. We'll call it a little pregame before the pay-per-view. The double or nothing pay-per-view. You talk about a weekend of doubles. Double J. The real double J. Double or nothing. Come party with us first. And if you ain't down with that, I got three words for you. Buy the tickets. Oh, no. We great. Head to DoubleJLive.com or RoadDogLive.com for more information and tickets. That's DoubleJLive.com or RoadDog.com with two G's for tickets. What's up, Candy Liquors? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You don't even know this. I'm, first of all, just in case anybody's just listening, I'm here with my boy Chad Bearden is in the house. What's up, buddy? What's happening, man? Uh, Chad, among other, many, many other things, uh, is a good human being. He's also a, a singer-songwriter and has one of my favorite new podcasts um, that I absolutely love and I can't wait. We'll get to all of that, but you don't even know this. You... Our third anniversary show of the podcast. Three years. What? Yeah, wow. three years today. How about that? That's awesome. Congratulations. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. I I, I mean, you've had some pretty incredible <laughs> guests on, and I'm not sure that I qualify. For, well, we're going to get to it because I want to steal like half your guest list from your podcast. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, and you I, have an I incredible some, list too, dude. Well, I, I've got a, I got a list of, see the, the problem with mine and we'll get into mine is it, mine's a very specific clientele. And so I've got some folks that I really want to reference to you though, that don't work for mine, but who would be awesome podcasts if I had one like yours. So. <laughs> All right, we we got to do some, we got to change some Rolodex. I got some ideas for yours. I got Love people it. I know. I got the whole thing. I'm going to have a kid just so I can put them on your podcast. Yes. That's, is, <laughs> well, is, that how is that how you're talking your wife into this? No, by the way, zero, zero chance we will ever have a kid. What? Much less on your podcast. We're, we're, no, we have chickens and dogs and I like going to concerts. So no kids. Well, I have a lot of kids and I put on a lot of concerts. <laughs> See, you've adjusted. You're well, adjusted. I'm not well adjusted. I can't do that. So. All well, right, what do you, well, let's what do just you start, start with the 18, podcast. It's... Well, first of all, me and you have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, 
like Huntsville Stars days. I was about to say, I was the stadium voice of the Huntsville Stars, which was a double-A baseball affiliate. Uh, they are uh, they were for the Brewers then. They shut down. They moved town. Now that we actually have another double-A affiliate in town, but they are totally separate organization. But you started coming there because you were one of the – I'll just it. You were one of the only good national anthem singers. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So <laughs> – the uh, the new club actually uh, reached out on TikTok. Come on, and, and asked me to come sing the national anthem there. You so got to do it. Here's a yeah, yeah. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we can work that out soon. Can I, I be your plus one? It's hard to get yeah. tickets to those games. Yeah, I I mean you and the uh, the president of Huntsville City Council, like he's he said he was in. So uh, you're gonna be rolling yeah. deep of VIPs, dude. Oh yeah, just everybody. The hunt the uh, the. Trash Pandas are the current organization, but it used to be the Huntsville Stars. And, uh, but so that was, man, that was 15 years ago ish. Right? Oh, man. It's been a long time. And, that, man, I, t- that, I don't know that I've ever had a worse heartbreak than when we lost the Stars. I, I it mean, hurt, still, man. still to this day hurts me. I, I said, I told them, I was like, I'm going to go sing the national anthem, but I'm doing it in my Stars jersey. I still have my <laughs> yes. Stars jersey and hat. Like, I wore my Stars jersey to the first, like the first Trash Pandas game I went to, and everybody was like, "Dude, sweet jersey." I was like, "All right, good. At least we got the love. The love is still in town." Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, oh my god. So speaking of that, but do you know who Bruce Underwood is? Bruce Underwood, no. Yeah, so he's like a, a radio DJ for this really small um, station in Gunnersville, and. Okay. Uh, my, for whatever reason, my dad was listening to him today and he, my, my dad came in he's like, I got to tell you this. He said, Bruce Underwood was doing sports this morning and he, he come on. He said, now for an update on the trash city pandas, the trash city, pandas. <laughs> trash city pandas. He said, that needs to be a t-shirt. We need our own yeah. t-shirt. Chad. He's like, I don't think he meant that, but it was pretty funny the way he said it. <laughs> well, the Gunnersville, we are the trash city. <laughs> They think they're uppity in Gunnersville, Alabama. Uh, that lake, man. Them lake people think they fancy. Uh, all right. So, Ch- Chad, you you are an Alabama boy. I am born and raised. Uh, and you you do you think you got into the music game late? Yes. Yes. Okay. That, well, I didn't want to. So, well, country music. Uh, so I, I grew up playing Christian music. For, yeah. For a long time. And, but yeah, I didn't start playing country music until my late twenties. Where were and, you doing the Christian music? Oh man, I started when I was like, I started my first Christian band when I was like fourteen, I think. And okay. We, and uh, come on, give me the name. Oh, it was called Bowling Point. Boiling it, Point. Yes, and and I had these awesome T-shirts made that had the BP logo on it with fire <laughs> around it. Because <laughs> yeah, there's did. like there's a. There's a Bible verse that says, I mean, pretty much it says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. You know, don't be lukewarm. Okay. Hot or cold. And I'm like, you want to be boiling point. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyways, you know, I thought I was super cool back then. (laughs) And I, I, you know, I played an electric guitar that had a flanger on everything that I played. (laughs) (laughs) Who did, did you get to, who's the biggest person you got to perform with? Did you ever get some Bebo Norman or some Carmen? Oh, come on. I don't know. Not a, I, we did a bunch like uh um, 883. No, you so remember, we, uh, so we did we like did like Big Daddy Weave. Oh um, that was like, big. We did, oh yeah. I so I used to uh I used to do some stuff with uh with this uh 
company called, I don't even know if they still exist now, but called Breakaway Ministries. And they would put on these huge conferences, like uh, they would do summer camps for like four weeks a year in um, Panama City. And then oh. on, on Christmas break, they would do- Is that Laguna week. Beach Resort? Oh, no. Laguna Beach is California. No, no, no. There's Laguna Beach right outside Panama City. There's oh. a Christian resort there. Oh, I don't but know. Y'all this, are in they, Panama City. Yeah, they would just like book out like a, you know, like a Holiday Inn or whatever and use the okay. conference room or whatever. Get some but, convention space. Yeah, and so then they would they would bring in like Rebecca St. James for one week and Big Daddy Wee for one week and me for the next week. And, then, and I'm yeah. like, these people who are coming on my week getting screwed. <laughs> You're running to the P-150 boys of A-Rob. Oh, I loved those guys. Uh, yes. That was my I, dude, I Hobie. Oh, dude. I, I, uh, the What is it? I am in love with a McDonald's girl. She has a <laughs> smile that's beautiful, gentle, warm, and bright. I am in love with a McDonald's girl. She is Hi. my angel in a polyester uniform. And let me tell you, P-1, Hobie listens every episode he is gonna he's gonna flip when he hears this oh yeah well so like all the christian girls i was chasing in high school all were listening to p150 so like <laughs> you, you had to know all the like you know I, i'm breaking out my guitar in the back of my truck trying to play p150 doing <laughs> to impress so me. good the people oh, yeah. for people listening they were from arab which is a little country town just like me and chad both grew up in and these country dudes, basically like a Christian boy band, they all had the puka shells and the yes. lot of hair gel, lot of hair gel. Same, and, bro. I had the frosted tips and everything. <laughs> Faux hawks, the whole deal. Yes. And and so they were jamming. And then Hobie ended up being a uh, intern later for Rick and Bubba, which is the radio oh, show I started off on. Yeah, which I was on a few weeks ago. Scott, did a whole uh, segment yeah. about me. What was happening there? Oh man. So we're jumping around. Everybody listening and watching, this might be a little ADHD episode where we just it, but I feel like keep, that's our friendship. Yeah, that's, we keep flashing back to stuff. What were so, you on Rick and Bubba for? So um dude, so I you know, I got on TikTok because everybody kept saying you got on TikTok, you gotta get on TikTok to promote your music, <laughs> blah blah blah. All this now stuff. you have daughters, so, you have you have you have teenage oh, daughters. Well, I, yeah, I have a 17-year-old daughter, I have a 15-year-old son, which they hate it. They so I've now become TikTok famous. You know? Oh no. Um, well, Name and they're eight. like, Dad, you're always on my for you page. But so <laughs> I I, get, I got on there to start promoting my music and my podcast. And I was getting like 30 views for every video I was posting for my for my podcast and for okay. my music. And I'm like, what the heck? So randomly one day I get this letter in in the mail, a handwritten letter from this Jehovah's Witness lady. And I oh. make a TikTok about it. And it was like strange things in Alabama. And it got like three hundred it got like three hundred thousand views or something. And I'm like, oh, what in the world? So then I'm like, all right, now my music's really gonna take off. So I post a couple more music videos, nothing like 30 views again. Well, so I'm like, this I'm gonna try this strange things in Alabama again. So I I did it and it took off. Like, dude, now every video I'm posting that is strange things in Alabama is somewhere between like 20,000 and three or 400,000 views every day. It's nuts. I gotta, and, I gotta look this up. Yeah. And so then I've now started a, a 
my kids are like, dad, you gotta, you need a new series. Like you can keep doing the one you're doing, but you need a new series as well. So I've started, I'm from Alabama now where I give facts about a celebrity born in Alabama. Oh yeah. And you try to guess who it is. Um, but, oh, and I got to tell you, so I did one on Rick and Bubba, uh, strange things in Alabama on Rick and Bubba. Cause okay. if you were to go, if you were to go any other place besides Alabama, Probably no way that show flies anywhere else. No way it's flying in California. No way it's flying in New right. York. They, have, they are um, widespread, but around basically around South. Yes. So um, anyways, so I just did a, you know, they're all like 60 seconds or whatever. And again, all these videos are, are blowing up for whatever reason. So I, I did the video. I didn't think much about it. I wake up the next morning and the video went viral and I had a message from Speedy's son who was like, hey, I don't know if you're going to see this, but they're going to do a Tyler segment. Or the other, or the other one? Um, the other one, uh, JC. Okay, yeah. Um, so JC was like, hey, um, I showed this to my dad and they're going to do, uh, yeah, they're going to talk about your TikTok uh, <laughs> on Rick and Bubba in the morning. So like I happened to like wake up, you know, I had to take my kid to school. So I had to wake up like five o'clock and I actually saw the message, which usually I don't, but somehow I did. So like I turn on the TV, like to put on YouTube or whatever, and they do a whole segment and they show my TikTok, and then they show my profile and talk about how I'm a, you know, an artist who's out, you know, an Alabama artist living in Nashville, doing the thing or whatever. So it was, it was cool, you know, especially for a guy who grew up loving Rick and Bubba. Uh, you cool to, to be you texted me that you were on, and uh, I thought you were like describing TikTok to him because that uh, no. seems more likely. I didn't know you well. Well, it in part of that, what Rick told Speedy, he's like, "Hey, you you gotta you gotta explain to me how this TikTok stuff works." There <laughs> so, we go. So they spent a little bit of time talking about how it works and and talking about my series. And apparently, Speedy's kids were following me already because they you know they were seeing all my oh nice. Yeah, so um, it was really cool. They did. I mean, they did it. They devoted an entire segment to me. So, wait a minute. I'm looking through your TikTok here. Okay, right. Uh, first of all, you don't like potted meat. What? One says I don't like potted meat. Are you on mine? Yeah. No, I don't have anything about potted meat. Daddy used to say they was made out of lips, peckers, and intestines. Oh no, that's uh, that's just a. <laughs> what is that? I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, it's a. Uh, so on the, that's one of the. <laughs> I'm from Alabama's, and it was a. It was a quote. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you were saying you don't. I was like, buddy, how no. do you not like potted meat? No, shoot. I mean, you give me a can of Vienna sausages and some hot sauce. I can live for days. Do you like OG or do you like flavored vinyl? Oh, I can't do I can't do the flavored crap. I, no, I'm OG too. I'm I'm pretty basic on everything in life. Do you uh do you wash the jelly off or do you wipe it off or you just eat it? No, you just you just drain it out and go, bro. You drain it? All right, and then you're pouring yeah. them out, or you pulling them out of the can. Oh, straight out of the can. Yeah. Fork okay. to Someone, can. Someone's gonna get squished a little bit, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with it. <laughs> okay. So you're TikTok famous. We gotta start following you there. Uh at look, I'm uh, Chad Beard and Music right there. Yeah. So let's let's go. We mentioned podcast. Okay. Yeah. So let's go, let's go podcast. Let's do it. Um your podcast is from the shadow. Yes. And you talk to 
kids of celebrities. Yes. That's so, an easy uh, way to boil it down. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, for, for a long time, uh, I wanted to do a podcast and, uh, I wanted to do something nobody else was doing, but that people would think was interesting. And, um, I was friends with a lot of these guys who, uh, you know, their parents were famous or whatever. And there was just kind of always this preconceived notion with these guys that they have the easy road that, you know, whatever they want just comes to them. And I would see these guys working their tails off and, right. and for a lot of things, having to work harder than, than the regular person would, because they're having to overcome that next step. So, um, yeah, we, we sit down and talk about, um, you know, growing up in the lifestyle that they did and how they're trying to make their own name on their own merit. Um, we had a really cool first season. Um, I, I try to do, uh, my goal is eight episode seasons. Um, so we had eight really awesome guests, uh, on the first season. Um, half of those being country music folks. Um, we had, um, football players, we had, um, NASCAR, uh, civil rights, um, a, uh, football coach's daughter was on there. Uh, Houston. Yeah. Um, uh, my face, my personal face, um, in no particular order, just in order that they came out. Um, Georgia Jones was fantastic. Everybody should check. I mean, everybody should check it. The eight episodes are easily bingeable. Uh, Georgia Jones, of course, the daughter of George Jones and Tammy Wynette. She was, she was so fascinating to listen to. And I, I'm sure yeah, I, like a I bunch like of these, you could have talked to them for the seven surface. hours. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which is what you need to go back. Just do a seven hour pod next. Yeah, for sure. And with Georgia, <laughs> I mean, if you were to really dive into her parents, I mean, incredible. You could, you, you could go for days. And now they're doing a, you know, they're doing a TV show, right? Um, so which is coming out soon. So I'm super. You got to go check her that. episode out. I'm gonna yeah. check all of them out again, but check her episode out. She is. You talk about celebrity parents. There's people with celebrity parents. There, there might not be a bigger duo of celebrity parents. Oh, for sure, especially of that time. But in the <laughs> yes. legacy. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jesse Keith Whitley. I just want to sit down and have a beer with him. That's all I want to do. Well, you sound like you were around a fire pit with him. We we were. That's ex See? exactly what we were. Literally, like I went to his house and he built a fire in the backyard. Come on, I I set up mic stands in the backyard. We recorded that whole thing in his backyard. Uh, absolutely fascinating. Uh, and Haven Nut, like you said, you you her dad Houston Nut, coaching the SEC for many years, head football coach, and she is just man, she's a go getter. Oh, she was absolutely incredible. And, and also like the best promoter ever too. Like, you know, I, I try to get uh, each one of the guests to send me as much stuff as they can to help promote it, you know, from right. when they're growing up pictures with them, with their parents and all that stuff. And I mean, like day one, she was like, Hey, so here's everything you could possibly ever need about me. <laughs> and uh, it was incredible. And I, I got to, uh, I got to hang out with, uh, with coach nut last week and oh my gosh, what a just sweet human. Now, uh, did you know him before the podcast? Uh, I, I did not. Um, okay. we, had, we, had, we had talked for a bit. So we, we have a lot of mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I, I didn't know him, uh, personally, but, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got to connect a little bit and talk now. And, uh, now Haven's got, see, she's got this, Fitness, Airbnb activities. You got to stay at it. 
I would like to go because I know my wife would like it, but I'm fat. Can I just chill there? Yeah. So you don't, (laughs) you don't, you don't like have to do the fitness. Like she has a beautiful place, like right on the lake, um, about an hour outside of Nashville. And, um, she like, she has this, this big house on the lake that she Airbnb's out. Also, there are, uh, glampers all over the property. Okay. Those as well. And then like, she has all this a la carte stuff that you can do. So she, she'll actually like, you can reserve a dinner. Like she'll cook for you. Um, she, you can, um, what is the like paddleboard, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's all kind of stuff there on the property to do. Like it was, it was incredible. Also, when you pull into the place, you get greeted by goats and chickens. And I mean, there's all these free range. That's what I need. It's dude. It was incredible. And it's, it's absolutely, I mean, I went the dead of winter and it was beautiful. So I cannot imagine. I want to go back out there this summer. Um, we, we talked the other day and I'm like, I'm, I'm coming back out there. Like I'm going to stay in the glamper. And, uh, last but not least as well, John Meredith, absolutely fascinating. You talk about someone as a child growing up and seeing a different world point of view, just absolutely amazing to hear his story. Yeah. And, and just, inspirational to, uh, you know, grow up the son of a civil rights leader in the Jim Crow South and to become a huge deal in Washington, DC. Yeah. And then to come back to one of the States that, you know, at the time was a huge Jim Crow state and now be president of the city council. Incredible. Uh, So just, did you know any of these? I mean, I'm sure you met a couple of them, but did you, I know you for sure knew a bunch of them, but how many of these people did you know beforehand? Um, so I, I knew a good bit. Um, so Jesse and I have been buddies for uh, probably ten years now since I since I moved to Nashville. Um, Tom Tippin, who was the the very first episode, uh, he and I write together a good bit. Um, Jordan um, actually went to college with my wife and his. Well, like, she was a spark plug. Yeah. Yeah. She was so fun. Um, she had Jordan Wood Hicks was the daughter of the Woods Brothers racing team, which is the longest running NASCAR team ever. And just to hear her, that was, she's, she's so fun. Oh, it, it was, that was a blast. And it was like <laughs> one of those that like, I, I try to go in, you know, being super prepared and like, you know, I have everything all bulleted out. And then like, she blew through my notes in like five <laughs> seconds. And I think like, you said that you're like, I don't have any more notes. Yeah. I'm you like, gave right, me the just, full history. We're just going to fly off the cuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was so fun. And they are, uh, I, I can, we're going to go watch, uh, watch her daughter, uh, race go-karts. Yeah. Um, pretty soon. That we're sounded awesome. Waiting for sports to be over with all the kids. And, uh, yeah. So I, I'm a, she was a blast and man, it was just, it was such a good, um, first season with some great guests and gave me so much experience to build on for season two. Um, I'm really excited. We're, we're adding the video element in season two, which is going to be, uh, I think a game changer for us. And, um, and it got some help coming in a little bit of directive. It's going to be the podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, just setup wise, um, 
So my buddy, Mike Davis, who I've gotten to be really good friends with, who owns Dirty Mo Media, which does the the Dale Jr. download, door bumper clear, bump a mm-hmm. bunch of podcasts like that. Um, he's he's my next door neighbor at my house in, um, in North Carolina. And uh, man, he's been so great to me. And just uh, so he he listened to all the episodes, came up, like called me like 10 o'clock went out. He's like, hey, I'm coming to your house. So he's like, hey, the, here's a, some things I want you to try for season two. Oh, nice. And I, and I love the ideas. And uh, so he's he's really helping me a lot um, to try to make it better. So I'm pumped about uh, about season two. We've gotten some really good guests. So it is confirmed, season two, but we don't have a day yet, right? No, uh, I, I try to get everything done in advance um, yeah. so, so that I can release them consistently every Tuesday once the season starts. Um, and when it's a kind of a one man show, uh, I did bring in a videographer, um, to help this year because of the video, um, element, but I'm still the one who's going through and editing and, and doing all this stuff, sure. putting it together and trying to do that in the middle of a tour during the middle of school year, uh, <laughs> has been quite challenging, but, but yeah, we have some awesome, awesome guests. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Well, let's talk. All right. We're excited. We'll be waiting to hear. Season two debut date when you get that uh, released. Um, but this kind of all started, like you said, we've mentioned it a little bit. You, you've got connections. You're in the music business, singer, songwriter. You're out on tour right now. So let's talk about the music. And we hit on it earlier. Uh, you started a little bit late. You did the Christian uh, band. But what made you decide to, hey, I've got to, I got to get to Nashville and do this country music deal. Well, so when I was here in Alabama, I was actually a cop for about 11 years uh, that I was in law enforcement. And uh, I was I was working like security part time at a bunch of these, um, you know, music venues around um, Gunnersville, Albertville, you know, places like that. Um, and I got to be some friends with with some of those guys who were playing country music and i you know i've always loved country music i grew up on it obviously um and uh i started talking to one of the guys who was who's playing a good bit i was like man i'm i'd really like to get into this i think so uh he calls me one night he goes hey man i need your help i was like what's up and um there's a little uh little restaurant here in gunnersville called crawl mamas and he helped love it did comedy there oh yeah yeah um, so he helped book like some of the, uh, the acts there or whatever. And he had a band that canceled on him the day of, and he couldn't find anybody to cover it. And he's like, can you go down there and, and play a set tonight? I'm like, dude, I've never played country music. Like, how do you know you played? You, you just, we, we just- had talked, we had talked about it a little bit, how I kind of wanted to get into it, but, okay. uh, I, I'd never done like a real set or anything like that. So, uh, he, he called me. He's like, can you go down there and just, just like do a three hour set tonight? I'm like, dude, I don't know how I can do a 20 minute set. And, uh, and I was like, I'll try to help you find somebody. No, though. I like, I know some musicians. So like, I start calling everybody I know, and he's already called everybody he knows. And he, we can't find anybody. He's like, please just go give it a shot. Like, even if it sucks, just we'll have somebody up there. So, uh, I called up, um, another buddy of mine who played music and uh, I was like, Hey, do you want to go down there and see if we can put together, you know, some kind of show, anything, you know, it's, and it's just acoustic, you know? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we went down there and 
we had a blast and people actually really liked it. And I was kind of like, holy crap, this is a lot of fun. Then you got and the stage bug, didn't you? Yeah. And well, so you did I'm, Christian, but this was different. Yeah. 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 So then, um, Miss Charlotte, the lady who owns uh, the venue, she was like, Hey, like people loved y'all. Would you want to do this again? And we're like, yeah, we would. So then we ended up, so we formed this duo. His name was chase. My name's Chad. So we became chasing Chad. Um, mm. yeah. Big so, time. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of creative yeah. minds going there. So, and then we grabbed some other musicians and actually put together a band. And initially like our plan was we were going to, uh, the guy who, you know, had asked me to do that. He had a band called country case and we're like, all right, we're going to like play. Trent? Yeah. Yeah. Trent Slayton's my dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Trent, I blame Trent for this, for my whole life. I didn't know um, this. Yeah. So, so we're like, uh, we're like, we're going to play their breaks wherever they're playing, you know, until we can kind of build up something. And we started playing their breaks and we, you know, we were just insane. Like for, for a country show, like I'm jumping off of tables and like, we're just, we're going nuts in the but breaks people, of somebody else's show. Yeah. And people, and you know, and Trent, Trent is a great singer and you know, but he's like, he's one of those guys that his thing is like, they more like they stand there and they play great music. Right. And, and for me, I'm like, if I'm doing this, I'm going all in, bro. I'm, you know, so like <laughs> we go crazy and people love it. So then we start getting calls out of nowhere to book our own shows. And, you know, kind of quickly we became, you know, one of the, the most booked acts around here. And, um, I don't know that it's cause we're good. It, it, you know, we were definitely entertaining. If, <laughs> if we weren't good, we were entertaining. If you've, if you've never seen were a fat cheap? guy jump off. That's table. how I got in the business. I was cheap. Oh yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was, uh, just but, play me a meal and I'll come do comedy at your place. Yeah. So, um, so, <laughs> so I started doing that and then, I, um, we did a, we did a show in, um, Albertville with, uh, with Trent and with, um, my buddy, John stone, um, from Nat and John's from Alabama. Originally he's been in Nashville for like 20 uh, something years now, but John had had a record deal and, and all that kind of stuff before. And, uh, when Is his dad, Doug stone, is he going to be no. a guest? No, I wish. <laughs> I'd be better off. Yes. God. Come on. I love right. 90s country. Anyways, <laughs> so so we opened this show for John, and he like afterwards, he's like, dude, why are you not in Nashville? And I was like, I'm I'm a cop. You know, I'm yeah. I, I you know, I have I've got a job here. Yeah. And yeah. and I, and I always had this idea of Nashville that you had to go there and you had to starve and make no money forever and which is all true, but no, I'm just, it's, it's not that bad. Um, but, um, there was just this perception in my mind that, um, uh, that Nashville was a certain way. And you had to, like, I had to get a job there and I had to do all this stuff. And, um, so for, you know, probably a year and a half, this guy would call me like every two months and he'd be like, man, you ready to move to Nashville? Are you ready to move to Nashville? You need to be here. You need to be here. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I would love to, but I, you know, I just, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. So, um, he calls me one day and he's like, Hey, I just bought a new ranch outside of Nashville. We're having like a little housewarming party thing this weekend. Come up, stay at my ranch. Let's talk. And, uh, 
so I went up and he walked me around this ranch and he has a gorgeous ranch out in Ashland city. And, um, he said, Chad, I bought all this playing music. Like it's provided for my family for X number of years. I'm, you know, I think it's like 12, 12 years at that point. But, Mm -hmm. um, he's like, you can do this. And the thing that you have that I didn't have is I will help you. And, uh, so, so I was like, I went back and I, I talked to the girl that I was dating at that time. And, uh, I talked to the, uh, the chief of police and he was like, he's like, Chad, what's the worst thing that happens? Like you go up there and it doesn't work out. You come back and I give you your job back. Like what's, what's come what on. to lose. And, uh, so, and, and the girl I was dating was actually super cool about it. And ironically enough, she's now married to the chief of police. So, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, but so they, you know, they're both kind of responsible for me being there, but she was like, you need to be there. Like as bad as I want you to stay here you that's where you that's where you belong so um so i moved up there and john um walked me into one of the little honky tonks on uh on broadway when i first moved up there and he said hey this is my buddy chad he's really good give him a job wow and and the guy said okay can you play guitar yeah i can play guitar he said all right can you start tomorrow yeah i can and i started the next day and you know i spent I spent a couple of years playing down there on Broadway and doing that kind of learning my chops and meeting people. And then, you know, we've been touring for about the past seven, eight years, something like that. Pretty heavily. Brent, is that Brent? Who's that? Who Now you're on tour right now, Brent Stover. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're on tour. Uh, my buddy, Brent Stover, uh, who, uh, he is the anchor for college football, college basketball on CBS, but he also plays music on the side. And so he's out opening for us, uh, all summer long, which is, that's uh, wild. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're having a blast. So we're kind of mid tour right now. He missed this weekend. Um, I mean, just, just a, just a horrible excuse of, you know, he had to go work for Allen Iverson and call that oh. Allen Iverson all-star game. I mean, talking about practice. Hey, how, how you miss how you miss a show to go hang out with Alan Iverson? <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. Get your well, Alan don't like practice, so he and he don't have any games. So what is he doing? Come on. Well, he he hosts a uh, an All Star game in uh, right outside of Memphis. Okay. Um, for uh, like high school All Stars. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, Brent actually called that game for CBS. That's uh, killer. So, yeah. So he uh, he doesn't work very much in the summer. But he does have to do a few of those uh, one-off <laughs> things, and you know, if you're going to have to do one, I guess there's worse things you can do. But, uh, but he's back out with us for uh, for the rest of the summer, so um, be fun. So talk about talk about the music. They come to a Chad Beard and show. Look, you look, your country. I'm going to be honest. You got you got a little bit of you got a little bit of pop in the latest singles. Hey, uh, huh? Are you yeah, trying to go yeah, back to the boy band roots? Uh, you know, here's the thing. You got so, you a sleeveless vest on. You're jamming, son. Uh, got you your know, beat in the background. It, it's uh, yeah. And we're gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We're there's there's some more music coming this uh, this year that's gonna push the envelope a little bit. Okay. All um, right. We uh, we have a. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself in, in singles, but don't get gonna, in trouble. But yeah. No, no. We're we're gonna try to put out uh three, maybe four singles this year. And okay. uh, one of those singles that we've started doing live that people really like. Um, so uh, somehow I, I ended up 
back in 2020, which was a horrible year for me as an artist, but turned out to be a great year for me as a songwriter. But um, I got, uh, I got invited to this like invitation only writers camp and um, end up, I've been writing a good bit for um, Pitbull's label, Mr. 305. And it's so, worldwide. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's some pretty exciting stuff um, coming out with that. But we, so we're, we're putting out a single a little later this year called Two Step. And um, Chris Daniel, who was, a, who was an artist <laughs> on, uh, on Mr. 305. Are you going to make us dance? What's happening, Chad? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're good. I'm, I'm hoping we, we can get a little TikTok dance going. Maybe I get some <laughs> TikTok famous for something other than strange things in Alabama. <laughs> But uh, maybe my music will come into it some way. But and man, we've been doing this live. And first of all, let me say, if if you see me do this live, let me preface by saying mm. I'm not a rapper, but, but I do I do try to do Chris's part live. Okay, uh, it's not as good as he does it. Um, right, but, can you two step? Are you two stepping? Um, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I I I wish, but uh, is there a choreographed dance to this song? Well, it, you know, if I just, I got to find some, you know, I got to find some of these like college age girls who, who know how to come up with these TikTok dances and, okay. and get, them to get, get them to come up. I mean, you know, I'm, man, I'm just trying to be Billy Ray Cyrus here. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm just trying to be Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, well, look, I posted earlier this year on social media. My goal was to be in three music videos this year. You, you got to help me out with that. Oh, a hundred percent. I can help you okay. out. Okay. Come if on. I can, I'll learn the two-step if I need to. I can't make yeah. a TikTok famous, but I'll I'll get in on it. Oh yeah. Well, we get we got some, like I said, we got uh three, maybe four singles that we're gonna try to put out before the end of the year. So well, that's a, there's a chance um, then. There's a chance. Yeah. Well, so we speaking of my buddy John Stone, the guy that you know that kind of moved me to Nashville, talked me into moving to Nashville. We're we're gonna put out a song together this year. And uh, it kind of ties into my TikTok stuff. Um, so there were so many things, and you can probably relate to this. You've, you've, you know, you've had a lot of success and got a tour all over the place. But so it, growing up in Alabama, there were so many things. There's so many things that we do that once you get outside of Alabama, people just look at you like you're crazy. They're like, you do what? Like, and they're like, that's no, we don't do that here. We don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything like I, we do is like nobody does. Well, so like we had, we had decoration on Sunday and like, I had to explain what decoration is to people because outside of the South, nobody does that. I'm like, yeah, it's like a family reunion, but we get together and we like decorate the graves and you know, you know, have decoration day. And, yeah. But, but people didn't know what that is. But so anyway, so incredible Jason I, Isbell song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like, I'm always explaining why I do stuff I do. And so I ended up writing this, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can say things on here. Like what, you know, if I need to watch my language, no, but, no, uh, no. Okay. So, so, so far, a, this is the cleanest podcast episode I've ever done. You well, listen, I've, you know, I've listened to your, I've have listened to your podcast. Right. But you I'm know, I got foul mouths on here. Well, so I have a song coming out with John stone called regular shit and regular uh, shit. All right. Yes. So, and the whole premise of the song is, um, you know, most of you folks are not going to get it, but to us, it's just regular shit. Like it's just nice. It's just what it is. Um, so is anyways, this John Stone kind of, of mama and Budweiser? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, that same. Way. I mean, he's <laughs> which so is right where she had us as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'd like to thank my mama and Budweiser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I owe that guy so much. We we talked uh, we talked the other day, and I owe that guy so much. Where is he from? Uh, he is from Dogtown, Alabama. Oh, he's from a tiny town there. Yeah, yeah. He used to own a, a pizzeria down there for a while. I didn't know they were big enough to have a pizzeria. Well, it was John Stone's Pizzeria. <laughs> yeah, it was. But uh, I think he opened that like back when he had a record deal and all that stuff. And, you know, he was, I mean, he was. Dogtown's really got the entering and exit uh, on the same sign. It's just, yeah. you're done. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we got that tune coming out later this year. The next single, if we can ever get it done, we've been trying to finish this thing for a while, is a. Uh, is a song called drive that I'm, I'm really excited about. I love this song. Um, I wrote this with a, a husband and wife duo that, that I write a good bit. Um, they are the, actually the people that got me into the, the Mr. 305 world. And, uh, but we wrote this song and I like the night we wrote it. I was like, I love this. I have to put this out, you know, unless somebody bigger comes along and cuts it. But, um, so it's about 95% done. We just got to, finish it up and get it out and you know. hey, let's let's talk about this just go deep a little bit for music business talk about uh because it's you know it's very behind the scenes and i think if you're in the business of songwriting then you're in the business and you know how much goes into it but you, you know you've mentioned songwriting sessions and songwriting camps and the whole deal talk about how important that is to the industry and one i know it helps artists whoever decides to cut the track but also you as an artist to, hey, not only find your voice, but kind of, to me, it helps you think outside the box of, you know, let me get all this creativity out of myself. Oh, 100%. And, and I, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm a much better human being when I'm writing songs consistently. Um, for me, that's, that's a huge outlet. Um, it's my very favorite part of music. Like, I love being an artist. I love being a performer, but like if I had to choose only one thing, it would absolutely, I would just be a writer. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just incredible to me that you can walk into a room with one, another person or however many people, I mean, when you get into pop world, I mean, uh, you know, I think on two step, there's like 15 different writers on that song. Um, but you know, most, most of the time in the Nashville world, it's, it's, you're going in with one other person or maybe two other people. And, um, you know, you, you, you walk in there with nothing and you walk out with something you created from nothing. And it's just the most rewarding and incredible, um, experience for me. Um, how much does it help you on the specifically to the country music side? writing for other genres of music um i mean i think does it help you or is it just yeah hey this no, is another outlet no a hundred percent i mean it it was amazing how going riding the pop stuff in the in the hip-hop stuff opened up so many doors in nashville for me that hadn't been opened before because suddenly mm. i'm i'm i was a guy who had been just kind of floating around nashville for you know seven eight years and then people see you start getting this traction over here 
and it's something different than what they're doing. And, you know, suddenly, you know, my phone starts ringing with guys that I could never get a right with before who are going, Hey, you want to get a right? Or, you know, Hey, how you get into that down there? Right. And, uh, you know, so, and it's been great. I, you know, I've taken a lot of other artists and, and songwriters, uh, brought them into that, that fold too. I mean, you know, my thing has always been, um, for me, this is a team sport. Uh, I don't hold my cards close to my chest. If I have information that you want to know, if I have connections that you need, I will absolutely share them. Um, I'm, I'm not in competition with anybody. Um, you know, especially in today's world, because it's so insane. Uh, you know, if I wanted to, I could write a song today. I can record it right here, and I can put it out tonight, and send it right. out to, to the whole world. Whereas, you know, you know, in the '90s, you had to have a record deal. That record company had to push that song to country radio, or there was no chance you were going to have any real success other than playing local honky tonks. Um, so, in the world we live in now, it's like it almost eliminates the competition because people can choose what they consume. And yeah. uh, that's, you know, and people fight about this all the time, but that, you know, it's what's made country music such a wide open genre. Now it's what, what I, why I can push the envelope and, I, you know, and do those things is because if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. Like, yep. and it doesn't hurt my feelings. Like that's cool. If, and if you like, if you like the song I have out right now, but you don't like the next one or you do like the one after that, like it's cool. You can pick and choose. You don't have to be a, um, an all or nothing person anymore. Um, and anybody who is our age, who, you know, I can't, I love country music, love country music. But if you said I grew up listening to nothing but country music, you're a liar. Cause every one of us look, Look, Napster changed our world because suddenly we figured out I can put 20 different genres on one CD. Yeah. I can download it to my computer and I can go from George Strait to Metallica to freaking, you know, whatever. Well, and, uh, and also there was, there back, you know, before our time, still to an extent, but, you know, there was three radio stations in whatever town you were in and, you know, one's country and one's hip hop and one's rock and you, and then they're in the top 40 and that, but that was, that was how you discovered music. And now it is still how you discover music, but it's, but also with streaming and YouTube and everything, like you said, I can put out my own music and I don't care. Hey, whoever finds it can find it. And that's the beauty. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a negative, but it's also the beauty of, I can at least get my product out there. It used yeah, to be, I'm- I, you, you couldn't get your product out there. Well, and I also now have direct access and direct response from my fans. Right. Or, or whatever. It always, it still seems weird to say fans, but <laughs> anyway, but so, I mean, if I put a song out, I'm going to know immediately, of course you have all the trolls and whatever, oh, but, sure, yeah. but you also have those people that, that do support what you do, who you, they can go. Hey, I really like this or, you know, it's not my favorite, but cool. Um, and so you can start kind of figuring out your audience a little bit and you can kind of be all over the board if you want to, um, you know, so I, I kind of like that, you know, I can throw out a super traditional song, you know, a very fiddle and steel 
and then the, the very next song, you know, I can put a beat on it and, you know, we can put some 808s and, you know, or do whatever. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, like getting into that world made me a much better writer and really pushed me hard. I mean, so I, I went from the Nashville world where you, you walk into a room, you, you bring your guitar, you write the song, you record it on your iPhone. After that, you would schedule time to go in a studio and record a demo, whatever. With those guys in that world, you walk into a room and when you leave two hours later, you have a fully produced demo that is not far from being able to go to radio. So you talk about writing and this is pushing the envelope, helps you get out of your headspace, making connections, kind of tied back into, you mentioned your first guest on your pod, Tom Tippin, um, yeah. who dad, huge nineties country music star. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew nothing about Tom until I listened to your pod and I immediately go check him out online, social media and listen to his music. And he is nothing like his dad. Nothing but you said, you, have you got it? You've got a chance to write with him. Yeah. We've, we've written together a good bit actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's much more, I, I mean, he's like indie pop yeah. kind of stuff, uh, which is, which is cool and fun. Um, and it's not, you know, we, we do write country too. We just kind of go in and whatever kind of best song is. Um, but yeah, I love it. He, uh, he has a new single about to come out if it hasn't already. I don't think it's come out yet, but, um, but, and I really like, I mean, it, it's one of those songs that you just get stuck in your head. Um, so he's like been doing all his TikToks on it. So I hear it like over and over again. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that thing to come out. Um, and he's like, just such a, just genuinely sweet person. Um, so I'm, I'm hope things really take off for him. So we're, we're waiting. You got no dates yet, but we're waiting on podcasts, waiting on new singles. Uh, and you are in the middle of the tour right now. So everything's rocking and rolling for you, man. Yeah. And we're, we're actually, we're pretty close to announcing uh, a new tour for the fall that is going to be um, pretty epic um, that I think people are going to really like about. Um, We have a a ton of our um, celebrity friends who are, who are going to be a part of this, who are helping with this. Uh, It's going to be a pretty cool concept. So um it's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Brent is going to be on it and uh, another artist, a uh, little bigger artist. Who so, is it? I, I Why can't are you tell you. It's like this. I, I can't. We, we haven't announced and we're still, uh, uh, we, we had a meeting uh, this morning uh, about it. Uh, and uh, we're trying to, we have the dates locked in. We have the celebrities locked in. Uh, so we're just trying to close the deals with the venues and it, we'll announce. He can't announce it, but it rhymes with smart smooks, smart smooks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was a guard <laughs> toy. Uh, no, um, no. What no, is it, this announced summer soon? <sighs> what? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's supposed to start, um, at the end of August and, uh, will coincide 
with college football. I'll say that. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get those deals done so we can announce it soon. I mean, obviously, we we want to start promoting it and getting it done. Um, really, uh, really excited about that. Um, so yeah, I'm ready to get that one out there too. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're gonna be waiting. Uh, Chad Beard, man, uh, big fan, friend. Thank you, and I'm always rooting for you. Can't wait to uh, to see what's next. Everybody, go to uh, what's your website? Chadbearden.com. Kept that yeah. simple for us. I like it. Chadbearden.com. You can see all the tour dates, uh, coming up. If you're listening to this in real time, uh, what, I don't even know what Tiki by the lake is, but it sounds fun as hell. So t- this huh? is, oh, so, okay. My, I, I have some <laughs> friends in Miami who literally built a music venue on their compound. Come on. Ju- just for me to do shows on. So this is uh this is our third year of doing shows for them. And like during the pandemic, they were incredible because I wasn't getting to play anywhere else, you know? So I would fly down there and we would do like these little, you know, backyard shows in their backyard, all safe and social distance, you know? And, uh, was the only way I was, you know, outside of my <laughs> wife was the only way I was able to stay alive during 2020. And, uh, but they literally decided they were going to build a music venue in their backyard. So they built this giant tiki. They built me a stage. It's got lots, sound, all Incredible. stuff. So, so every May we go down and, and do a show there. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. And, you know, they have this big compound, but they open it up like, and they do food and stuff and just, you know, whoever wants to come, you just message them and they give you the details. And who can, like, anybody listening can come. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not like a psycho. That's all my listeners are. So you're, you're toast there. Oh, candy liquors. What is all right? What is Chase Rice's WTF? Man, this, this is it's a brand new venue uh, okay. that that he just opened earlier this year, and um, the guy I'm friends with a guy who he partnered with. Um, the, his partner owns a bunch of venues in Chicago that we've played. And, um, uh, so they hit me up and said, Hey, will you come do some dates here? So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll do some dates there. So we were there this past weekend and we did two dates, but we're going back, uh, the end of May and doing three, three more dates. And it was absolutely insane. Incredible. Um, I cannot wait to go back there. Um, at the end of the, it's the only place that we're going twice on this tour. So, come on, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we'll be back there the, the last, uh, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this month. Um, That's in Cleveland. You got Missouri yeah. coming up. You got uh, Alabama. Oh, and that one, listen, you need, to, you need to go. If you've never been to those places in Missouri, it's on the Lake of the Ozark. It is incredible. The whole show, Ozark, is based yeah, on love that it. region. Yeah. And, but dude, let me tell you this. So one of the venues that we're playing, is called dog days. We did an Aquapalooza there a few years ago, which was insane. They set up on a stage right up on the banks of the lake and you play to like 20,000 people on boats. It's nuts. <laughs> but, but the, the venue itself, like the, the bar, it looks like this just huge block building and you walk in and you walk down these stairs and then opens up and there are three giant pools with bars in the middle of the pool. You never have to get out of the pool. Like they bring your food and your drink. Oh to the pool. yeah. The, the stage 
the stage overlooks those pools. So you watch the whole thing from the pool. Like you watch my whole show from the pool. And it is just, I mean, first of all, like Osage beach is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's, it's like the coolest thing going on out there. So <laughs> like on, you know, in the summertime, that is the place to be and it gets wild and it gets rowdy and it is so fun. So yeah, I'm excited. We haven't been, uh, we haven't been there since 2019, I think. So I'm excited to get back there. And then we're, uh, you got Maryland, uh, Chicago, you got a bunch, man. Yeah. We're doing, uh, we're doing eight days in Vegas. Um, so When's that? Because I have a couple Vegas trips coming. We need to see uh, if we go inside. October, I think. Yeah, I think October. I think it's October. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if not, I can always use another out. excuse. Yeah, I mean, hey, the last last time we were out there, um, uh, Ron White came to the show. We yeah. ended up hitting it off. I ended up going back to his place and like staying up to like five a.m. <laughs> hanging out with Ron White. Uh, I did two weekends with him uh, in 2021. Absolute fantastic guy. Yes, he was uh, incredible, I mean, and is just as funny in real life as he is on stage. Oh, incredible! It incredible, was, it was a blast. Um, yeah, so you know, Vegas, Vegas is always wild. So eight days there should be just all kind of fun. Have you did Vegas before? Oh yeah, so I used to do Vegas. Um, every year for NFR. So they have the national finals rodeo there. Yeah. And uh, I used to uh, have a sponsorship with a a different clothing company than I have a sponsorship with. You got all the cool sponsorships. Uh, Yeah. I, we, we've been, do any of your clothing companies have a Husky section? Cause I need sponsors, man, bro. I need to be looking good. I I am a Husky section. (laughs) I I will absolutely hook you up. Um, Man, that the, the sponsor that we have right now, New Music Clothing, is absolutely incredible. They sent. I mean, I, I, I'm probably never going to have to buy clothes again. I mean, <laughs> dude, they sent me a box the other day that, like, it barely fit in in my car in the back of my car. Come on, like it, it was huge. Um, so there's is that where you got your sleeveless denim jacket on? No, 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 no. Come on now, I've seen you rocking that. Yeah, I, that's that's been a while. I haven't rocked it in a while. It's just <laughs> those pictures are still there. But uh, <laughs> I was also much skinnier and much more ripped <laughs> when I was doing that. Man, I was, I feel like it's like a roller coaster with me. Either I'm like super ripped, or I'm like been eating one too many cheeseburgers. I've know. never seen you a large at all. Bullcrap. When we met, I was like 300 pounds. No, you were not. Swear to God. Uh. You, by the way, that tells you how fat I am. You look skinny to me at 300. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, I, I used to be a really big guy, but right now I'm, 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 I need to trend back down. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, everything's trending up. Go to chadbearden.com. Uh, Chad Bearden on Twitter. Is it Chad Bearden on Instagram? Yeah. Everything's just at Chad Bearden, except for TikTok, TikTok. is Chad Bearden music. That way you can get all the uh, strange tales from Alabama uh, and get everything up. We're going to get the two-step trending there. We're going to get it all, man. Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you a funny story about the TikTok too. Bring like, it. Just really quick. So No I, quickness. I, I want I, all the juicy I was, details. I, I was sitting in a, uh, a hotel bar in Nashville 
a couple of weeks ago and I met this, um, this actress and, um, she was like in stranger things and she's, uh, she's one of the leads in the new Walton remake and, and all that stuff. And like, okay. you know, she introduces herself and I introduce myself. She's like, I actually know who you are because I see all your TikToks. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. She's from Alabama. Uh, she's from Birmingham originally. And, uh, She's like, yeah, I see all your strange things in Alabama. Well, who is that? Uh, her name is Marcel LeBlanc. And she's in Stranger Things? Yeah. So she she's like, people know me from that, even though I had like two lines. Um, yeah, she was one of the, like, uh, she, and she looked nothing like herself in, in that show. I mean, obviously they're making it like an 80s throwback. Marcel LeBlanc. Yeah. She's also uh, Miss... Uh, teen America or whoa uh, fear street stranger things criminal minds cobra kai yeah oh dude i got to hang out with the guys from cobra kai last week oh my gosh such great guys <laughs> somebody uh, wait give us details somebody's got to be an ass no they weren't so i i got invited to uh to be a part of this um celebrity event um so kevin carter who um he won a Super Bowl with the Rams and uh, played for the Titans. Let me tell you, I did when I used to have the sports show with Cole Kublik, and we did SEC Media Days a couple of years. Yeah, Kevin we're going to talk about this off air too. By the way, Kevin Carter turned the corner and is one of the largest human beings I've ever seen. Yes, and is I mean I knew he was huge playing in NFL, but when he turned the corner, I went, "Wait, what's what's what is that?" beast coming around the corner and there somebody said oh it's kevin carter i'm like uh what <laughs> just yeah. and again one of the nicest guys i've ever ended up meeting yeah so kevin and i've have gotten to be gotten to be pretty good friends so he uh he and jay demarcus um rascal flat look at this yes yeah wait 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 look that's oh, rascal yeah. flat. that's Cassio, awesome we'll see you at the top that's that i bought that out just for you brother thanks man um, so yeah, they, uh, so Kevin has a, an event called, uh, waiting for wishes, uh, where he partners with, uh, make a wish middle Tennessee. And for 20 years, he's, he's been doing this event, um, this celebrity event where essentially, you know, people pay a lot of money to come have a plate at this event and sure. the, the celebrities all come in and we serve them. So we're like, you know, we're their waiters and waitresses and, um, so it, it was insane. I mean, I was by far the least famous person. I mean, the you were there. That, the people that, that got uh, the people that got me got screwed. It's kind of like back in the Christian days when they, <laughs> they didn't they didn't get Rebecca St. James, but you know, this time they got Tim McGraw or Did they you get got, Kevin Carter or Chad Bearden. <laughs> well, Ke Kevin just stands up there and takes pictures and shakes everybody's oh, hands. Nice. He, he, and and Jay, the same thing, but, but it was, man, it was incredible, but yeah, the guys from Cobra Kai were there, a bunch of the guys from, um, the walking dead, uh, you know, lots of, uh, lots of artists, lots of actors, um, two of them. And then all the money goes from, to make a wish from yes. Yeah. Two of the guys That's from awesome. six were there. That was the most. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was, I was texting with one of the guys last night because it was the anniversary of, uh, them killing bin Laden. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we text back and forth a little bit yesterday, but, um, yeah, so, um, I don't 
don't remember how we got off on this. I was going to tell you something important. We're talking about Kevin Carter. Yeah. So uh, Kevin has this event and invited me to it and uh, I got to be a part of that, but yeah, all those. So all the Cobra Kai guys were there. Oh yeah. Cobra and, Kai. And uh, dude, they were just so funny. So like the first, it's kind of a two night thing. The first night is everybody just gets there and hangs out. Uh, we, we go to dinner. Then we, um, we kind of go out on the town. Now is it Macho and Zabka or is it like the kids? Oh no, it was, it was Zabka and um, Ralph yeah, Macho. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. What's the, um, the other guy's name, older guy. Um, oh man. Oh, the, the instructor. Yeah. Um, Oh yes. Yes. Um, so it was those two guys. John Kreese is all on. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot. And and Billy Zapka is, uh, oh my God. We had so much fun. We ended up, we ended up at waffle house in Donaldson at 3 (laughs) AM. Uh, yes, it was, uh, it's it was it was crazy. There were like fifteen of us, and it's yeah, and uh, like Tito Ortiz. Um, he was there. With You're us. in a Motley like, Crew, dude. Oh, it was uh, well. Speaking of Motley Crew, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, dude. It was it was crazy, but it was it was so much fun, and and it was it was amazing because there were probably for for the second day there were probably a hundred celebrities as part of this event, and you go in there and it's like, it was like a family reunion that I'd never been to. Like everybody was so nice. There were no egos and there were, I mean, and like, and the first, like Kevin calls everybody together and like, thanks everybody for being there. And he's, and the first thing he says was, Hey, there is no ego. If you got one, check it out the door. Like we're here to be servants. Um, and, uh, it, it was just an absolutely incredible event. Absolute honor to be a part of, but, uh, yeah, the Cobra Kai guys. Were, what a fun! Were, that sounds like really a fun time, man. Awesome. It was fun time for a great cause. Yeah, yeah. I think we raised like two point five million for Make a Wish. Jeez. Yes. Um, it was incredible. Well, you can see all the pics. You've been sharing some awesome pics and stories uh, at Chad Beard, and that's all across the board. Chad Beard and music on TikTok. Be sure you subscribe wherever you listen or consume this podcast. Go get from the shadow, uh, Apple. Leave a leave a review. Google, Spotify. Subscribe, download, and can't wait for the the video version as well. Uh, yeah, on season number two, brother. We can't wait, man. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. That's always uh, glad. Appreciate the support. Big fan as well as a friend, brother. Thanks. I'm glad we finally got to hook up. Next time let's do it in person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Chad Beard, everybody go follow him. And in the meantime, stay mad.